With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. And welcome back. It's Broncos Blast. He's Mark Knudsen. I'm Michael Clark. Coming up next, we'll have Ian St. Clair of Mile High Report. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll predict and analyze the uh, game on Sunday with Broncos against the Steelers. But in the meantime, Framed Art is open. You can keep calm and frame on with Brian Hart of Framed Art. Uh, it's Broncos seasons. Broncos are the ones, uh, boy, you'll see so much stuff there, the Broncos, the organization, and, and the people do. But uh, how, how about uh, NFL seasons here? Uh, some records may never be broken. Look on Twitter, at Framed Art. Follow them on Twitter. They're nine, uh, they get a 1972 Miami Dolphins framed perfect season uh, perfect season uh, jersey. <laughs> Capture your memories to last a lifetime. See the jersey. Take your favorite NFL or personal uh, memorabilia or art to frame to art. 3065 South Broadway. And on that note, he is Ian St. Clair. You can follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. He is the host, the co-host of Mile High Report radio podcast and lead writer at Colorado, PlayColorado.com. And let's get into it before we ask some difficult questions maybe about Vic Fangio and uh, what happened last week. Let's let's look at this uh, this Pittsburgh game where the Broncos are, are, are significant underdogs and whether they have a chance to really turn their season around and show that this is just not just another average team with really not much hope for the playoffs. 
Well, first off, I have to acknowledge the, the STP plush song that leads into the segment. That's always go. a great choice. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of this game on Sunday, I, I think it'll be – I think this is a matchup where Pittsburgh's defense is going to pose problems for this offense. I, I think the, what you saw, what Pittsburgh was able to do against the Giants, is going to be something that is going to be an issue on Sunday because I think Pittsburgh has the makings of having one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the, in the NFL. So what does Pat Shermer, Drew Locke, and this offense do to counter that? And now that you don't have Philip Lindsay back in the backfield to – give you that that different running back to to give you that different um, change offensive of pace. ability Fork. yeah Fork, change yeah. of pace that Melvin Gordon has so that's going to be what I, what I'm looking at and to see what they did in that game against Tennessee on Monday night and how they counter that it's specifically that first situation inside with first and uh, first and goal and then they have fourth and goal at the one and they do I, I don't have a problem with running a shovel pass because our Jeff Esri at Mile High Report laid out all the different teams that have done that over the last couple of seasons. My problem with it is doing it with one of the most unathletic guys on the field and Jake Butt. So what yeah. do they do now? Yeah. They've had this game. It's their first on-field action since January. What do they do now to try to get better and improve and put players in their situa- in situations to have success? Hey, Ian, when I watched that shovel pass and that, all that whole thing going on at the goal line, my first thought was, I wanted to ask you, why did they trade Andy Janovich? Andrew Beck coming in the game and playing some fullback. Why did they play? Why did they trade Andy Janovich? He, was, he made Philip that, Lindsay a much better running back. I don't get that move. That, that, that's the million-dollar question. I, I mean, at, <laughs> at Mile High Report, if you wrote about Andy Janovich, uh, the the community absolutely loved it. I mean, there's that whole yep. 22 Janos from uh, yep. Brock Olivo, the former special teams coordinator for the Broncos a couple of years ago. So, it, And you saw what he was able to do with Cleveland against Cincinnati on Thursday night with some of the, the plays that he was able to make. That's a great question. I, I, I didn't understand it when they did it. Uh, he's one of those guys that you want to have on your roster just yep. because he yep. brings that that work that workmanlike attitude that John Elway and, and Vic Fangio you would think would want um, so it, yeah that's one issue that uh, I, I, I still don't understand but in terms of that whole situation it just seemed like it looked like an offensive coordinator and an offense who hadn't been on the field and been in situations like that against another defense but also give credit to the Tennessee defense for what they were able to do on that play as well because their defensive tackle, Simmons, absolutely blew that play up. So give credit to Tennessee with how they were able to play on that too. Hey, uh, Ian, uh, Broncos significant uh, underdogs against the Steelers. But traditionally in the NFL, I'm always aware that teams that lose week one, if they're any good at all, are desperate not to be 0-2. This is obviously a tough matchup, but Ben Roethlisberger is old. He's coming off injury last year. He won't have the same adrenaline as the first game back. I think this guy's the worst person in the NFL. I think he could slip back against an above-average defense if the Broncos can muster that. Um, Obviously, uh, I'm not making a pick on this game, but if Cortland Sutton's back 
and he's helping a young Drew Locke. If Bradley Chubb is beyond testing his knee in game one and, and turned loose and schemed to chase around 38-year-old prey, then uh, I, I think Jerry Judy's not likely to drop anything again. Uh, I think he, he's been challenged to return to form. I, I think he'll, he'll be okay. Um, uh, Melvin Gordon may fumble again, unfortunately, but uh, Vic Fangio, I think he can lose another one-score game here. I think the Broncos can make it close, and if I had to pick, if you forced me, I'd say the Broncos will, will lose a close one here. I, I think one thing to keep an eye on is uh, we mentioned leading into the game, what, how would Jeremiah Tachu and Malik Reed be able to do and try to do the impossible, and that's replace Von Miller. I thought both of them played extremely well given the circumstances and they were able to create consistent pressure while the Tennessee Titans focused on Bradley Chubb and even Bradley Chubb getting back into the swing of things with his knee. With the issues on the on the Steelers' offensive line, I think that this game can be won if the Broncos win the turnover battle. If they are able to get extra possessions away from Ben Roethlisberger and give them to Drew Locke in this offense, they have the ability to, to overcome this seven, seven and a half point underdog that they are right now. And if they're able to do that, I think not just Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler looks like he's going to be back from his hamstring injury. That's going to be another weapon that Drew Locke has to test the Pittsburgh secondary because of his speed and his route running ability. And yes, there were two drops from Jerry Judy, but you saw what he's capable of with his route running and his ability to stop and start on a dime. That it, KJ Hamler is the same way. And if Cortland Sutton is back, that's just we know what Sutton's capable of. I think it all comes down to turnover battle. If the Broncos are finally able to win the turnover battle, I think they give themselves a shot to not only cover the spread, but I think they can win this game if they're able to get that turnover margin and win the turnover battle. That's your prediction. To make is it the same as uh, oh. is it is it the same prediction I read in Mile High Report twenty four twenty one Pittsburgh. I, I think they cover the spread. I just I, I think I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get that turnover margin because for whatever reason this defense isn't able to create turnovers, and I think it'll be even. They may be able to create one or two, but I think the Broncos' offense is going to, like you mentioned, Melvin Gordon, who apparently can't hold on to the football. I think that was one of the key moments in the game too against Tennessee because it flipped momentum. If they're able to go down and score either a touchdown or a field goal, and he doesn't fumble. You don't have Tennessee having the confidence that it's back in that game. So I, hopefully Melvin Gordon is able to hold on to the football, but I don't think they're going to be able to win the turnover margin. That's why I had it as 24-21 Pittsburgh. Well, Michael was on this all, all offseason about the cornerback play, and the cornerbacks playing off the ball like that, playing soft coverage, that does, that's, not a good, that's not a good recipe for creating turnovers. The aggressive defenses turn, get turnovers, and the Broncos aren't playing, can't play an aggressive defense with these young corners. Is there any help on the way in that regard? I did like the way Michael Ojemudie played. It, it was his first game in the NFL. It was his first game going against another offense. I, I think you'll see yeah, we saw some things there. There are also some issues, but I, I think you can expect that in the first game of the season. I think the biggest issue, and it has been the biggest issue since, what, the mid-2000s, 
is covering tight ends. I don't know who the Pittsburgh tight end is, but if I was playing fantasy football, probably will. I would pick up the Pittsburgh tight end. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it, it, I, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter who the defensive coordinator is, who the who the head coach is. This is the bugaboo for the Denver Broncos is covering tight yeah. ends. If they can somehow start to figure this out, I think you'll see the defense start to mold and become even better. But until that happens, I, I think you I, hopefully the issues of, of being like Jack Del Rio and playing 45 yards off receivers, that's a little yeah. hyperbolic. But it, it, yes, play Good idea. Play physical, especially with these receivers, because Big Ben loves timing routes and he loves to go deep. That's what they did with Antonio Brown. That's what they did with uh, Emmanuel Sanders before he came to Denver. So yes, absolutely, play physical with the receivers. We'll find a way to cover the tight end. Ian, just uh, this deserves a longer answer, but we've only got 30 seconds left here. Um, is Vic Fangio the problem, the savior, or not really a factor as the Broncos try to climb back to becoming contenders? Just need a quick answer. I, I don't think he's the issue. I think it's just a matter of getting back into the swing of playing football. He was definitely, I, I don't understand not using the timeouts, but it's a, it's a, it's a teachable moment, as coaches like to say. <laughs> All right. Hey, we will continue to listen to Mile High Radio, Mile High Report Radio podcast, and read you at Mile High Report and PlayColorado.com. And especially uh, Horse Tracks column tomorrow morning uh, in Mile High Report before the Broncos game. Thank you, Ian. We'll, uh, we'll look at the Thank Broncos you. again next week, maybe with, uh, maybe with smiles. Maybe not. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. Coming up next, Colorado Rockies are broken. Changes are needed. With Mark Knutson, we ask Hall of Famer Tracy Ringlesby, is it a new hiding coach? How high up should we go in making changes? Postseason chances, are they realistic at all still right after this?